Hi, my name is Dr. Julie Osborne. I'm a doctor of psychology and a licensed clinical social worker specializing in cognitive behavioral therapy. I'm here to help you bring the power of CBT into your own life. So I first want to start off by sharing a really nice email I received from one of my listeners. And I appreciate you guys taking the time to email me. You're giving me good feedback, your questions, your ideas. I really appreciate you sharing with others. As always, you know, my intention is to get CBT tools out to as many people as possible. So you're helping me do that as well. So this was an email that I got on my Instagram where you can find and follow me at my CBT podcast. So this is Dr. Julie listening from Dublin, Ireland. Your podcast is fantastic and I've enjoyed listening to all episodes and now repeats. I'm completely inspired by your words and just wanted to let you know how much they've helped me. My sister is a brilliant social worker, completely burned out by her job. She was hospitalized by an illness and overall had a very bad year. She is now on the mend and I have her listening to your podcast also. She too agrees you're a very wise woman. (laughs) We're both massive fans and just wanted to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We'll continue to share your podcast and hope you have a wonderful holiday. All my best, Gail. So thank you, Gail. And thank you to your sister, and I'm glad she's on the mend. And again, I hope um, that you can all find some podcasts that, you know, touch you or give you some tools that maybe you've been looking for, can shift how you're thinking about yourself, others, or the world. I mean, that's what CBT does for all of us, so I'm really grateful for that. So today I wanted to give you a little bit of update on me and kind of share some news I have regarding my recovery with my ovarian cancer diagnosis, and um, hopefully... It might be helpful to you and give you some different ideas on how to think about yourself in the world. So um, let me first say I'm taping this in like the middle of January. So as of now, uh, it's been two months that I finished my chemotherapy. I'm really feeling great. I'm just really got good energy. Um, I swim as one of my main exercises and I'm back full throttle doing that, which is wonderful. I feel so grateful. On days if I don't want to go, I remind myself that I get to swim. I don't have to swim, right? And um, all my tests look good and uh, my leg, if you recall, if you listen to any of my podcasts regarding my journey, um, they pinched a nerve after surgery, but I'm about 85% back and I'm still doing PT and um, I believe that it's going to get back 100%. My doctors originally said when I was in the hospital about six months, which at the time was a little too much to take in, <laughs> but they're probably right on track because it's been five months now since I had my surgery. So um, I'm just doing my exercises religiously and everything I can to to get my leg back 100%. So um, I can tell you that um, all of your prayers and your well wishes and your good energy, I know have made a huge difference in my recovery and I'm really grateful for that. And um, so that's my update regarding that. But what I wanted to share with you, which I thought was really interesting, and I thought it's just really good information to get out, is that I went and got genetic testing, which uh, Dr. Castaneda, my gynecological oncologist, really wanted me to get after my surgery. And I didn't exactly understand the whole realm of it because he said it could really be helpful in the future. But now I do understand, and that's what I want to share with you guys. So basically, your cancer can be genetic or it can be environmental, right? Those are the two things my geneticist explained to me. It's very interesting about how our DNA works, and I won't get into all that because that's not my scope of practice, but you can read about with genetics and, you know, how our different cells work to really fight off cancer throughout our lives and 
when they aren't working right, if it's a genetic issue or even environmental, our body just isn't fighting off the cancer as well. And that's when things can kind of fall apart. So I got my genetic testing and lo and behold, I do have, I guess you might call it a genetic mutation. So what I have is called Lynch syndrome, L-Y-N-C-H. And because of that is why I had the ovarian cancer. Because when I got diagnosed, uh, not that it has to be in your family, but I was kind of surprised. I don't have a lot of cancer in my family, uh, more like heart issues, but I just was kind of baffled. Like, why did I get ovarian cancer? So now I understand why, because of the genetics. And why it's important going forward, which I understand now, is that when you have something like this, it increases your risk of other cancers. So the main cancers for Lynch syndrome are female cancers, colon cancer, and if you're a man, it would be uh, increased risk for prostate cancer, as well as obviously colon. So there's a few other cancers I have to be careful and get scanned for as well, but the risks are much lower. My main things were, you know, female cancers, which I don't have to worry about now because I had a full hysterectomy and there's nothing there <laughs> anymore. And the colon cancer goes up 60%. So for the rest of my life, I have to get colonoscopies one or every two years and obviously getting scans. And then my other, all the cancers seem to be like GI and down. So prostate, bladder, those kind of cancers. So I will be seeing other specialists to find out how often it gets scanned. But um, the other important thing to know, having this syndrome, which my doctor explained was, and I, again, I shared this in my other podcast, but they kept saying for my kind of cancer, I was going to have between three and six chemo sessions. And I kept not, you know, understanding fully, like, what's three to six? Like, how do you make that decision? You know, what's going on? So for me, I had the three. You know, one reason was um, I had my blood work done and my numbers were really as low as they could possibly be, which is a good sign. And because I was stage one and my doctor felt like three was enough to um, address my issues, and that, you know, more isn't always enough. I had a lot of people that have had cancer in the past, and I really respect their opinion, but they were like, do all the chemos, do all the chemos. You want to make sure this never comes back. And I'm a very holistic person, and I was looking at, you know, the whole picture. Like, chemo really, as my one friend said, is like a blowtorch in your body, really affects you in many different ways. So, my bone marrow, which I knew ahead of time was going to get knocked down pretty hard from the chemo. And that was another concern that my doctor had. You don't want to keep damaging your bone marrow because that can cause other complications. And now that I know I have this Lynch syndrome, he said, you know, God forbid you ever have cancer again, the chemo might not work if we keep going because of we're damaging the bone marrow. So because you have a higher risk of certain cancers, you want to make sure you can do the treatments that you may need in the future. Hopefully that's not an issue I'll ever have to deal with, <laughs> but just in case, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That's why they're talking about the future. My other thing I thought of was like, wow, you know, if I had this information five, 10 years ago, you know, and I realized that there was such a higher risk for female cancers, I would have just said, you know, I'll have a hysterectomy now. Why would I wait? Right? So I was talking to my doctor about that. And I said, you know, the amount of money my insurance spent on me with surgery, eight days in the hospital, you know, my recovery, my PT, everything that goes along with this, 
there's no way when compared to whatever this genetic test costs. I don't know what it costs. I do know it's expensive. I know insurance companies don't just, you know, let you go get a blood test. You have to talk to a geneticist. They need to get your family history. They really need to know, like, there's a reason we're doing this. But I thought if everybody had this information, you can make decisions based on what will be best for you and, you know, talking with your doctor. And I'm thinking all the cancers that might be avoided because we know this is higher risk for this or for that, right? So I'm grateful I know. I'm, you know, I'm, it's, you know, it's kind of a catch-22. I wish I didn't have this, but I'm glad I know I have this. And then this goes along also with my family, right? So I have daughters, so they need to go get tested. Hopefully they didn't get it. Hopefully, you know, it's 50-50, right? So they need to find out if they have it. I shared it with my cousins. I personally not sure if it's on my mom or my dad's side. So I told both sides of the family. And I say, hey, it's up to you if you want to get tested. But if you do and you find out, you know, you can go forward and make decisions. And because mine was a full genetic test, everyone else doesn't have to do that. They just need to get tested for what I have. So I'm just wanting to share this information because this is the kind of stuff I like to know about. I like people sharing information that really does affect my life. So if you want to get genetic testing, you can always talk to your doctor. If they feel there's enough history, maybe your insurance company will cover it. Again, I don't know what it would be out of pocket, but it's just kind of, you know, good information to have, I think. So I wanted to pass that along. When I, Dr. Castaneda met with me, you know, he said, are you going to do a podcast on this? And I'm like, yes, I am. I want to share this because it's really enlightening and it's going to maybe save my kids' lives down the road if they have this because they can get scanned early on and watch for different cancers. And, you know, a lot of, you know, God forbid I ever had colon cancer, it's a very treatable cancer when you catch it early. So, you know, all of that being said, I'm glad I had the tests. I'm glad I know. And then I can make my own personal choices that are best for me. So I never had this information. I didn't really, I oh, people get genetic testing. I really didn't know and understand everything that I understand now. So I hope this is helpful. If you're someone that has had cancer or maybe a parent, you know, go to your doctor and tell them, you know, I want some genetic, I want to get my genetic testing done because there is family history. And I want to know if, if it was genetic or if it's environmental. So I'll leave you with that information to do with it, you will. Um, but it's good for you to know. It's good to share with others. We all just need to get more educated. You know, um, most of us obviously are not doctors, right? And we don't want to make assumptions that we know because we don't. But this is really black and white information and concrete. And, um, you know, go find out. You know, my I know my dad had prostate cancer, but he never had genetic testing. I don't know if it's that it wasn't done back then. I don't really know when genetic testing started. I have not looked that up, but I thought if he had it done and it was on his side, I would have known. And again, my I could have made earlier choices and I wouldn't have had to go through what I went through. So it is important. Speaking of genetics, I thought I would kind of weave this into mental health. So I know when I meet with new clients, I always ask family history with mental health, right? What's one of my questions? Anybody else, you know, aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents, siblings, parents that had any mental health issues? Because a lot of times you can see connections for sure. Um, not, there's not always an exact connection, but if you have more severe like schizophrenia, bipolar, you know, those are uh, can definitely be connected through your genetics, not, not, not always depression, not always anxiety. Some people have that just because of circumstances in their lives or not, right? So 
you know, there's a lot of science behind it. There's a lot we don't know when it comes to, you know, uh, psychology regarding the brain. I mean, they're always learning new things, but, you know, again, things aren't just black and white. Some people will have certain mental health in their family illnesses, right? Or diagnoses, I should say, and nobody else may have it, right? Or they might. So it's important. We don't want to get stuck on, is it genetic? Is it genetic? Right? Because a lot of people are like, you know, where did it come from? Why did I get it? And you can make some assumptions. You can look at a family tree and say, yeah, there's a possibility. Sometimes things, you know, pass, skip generations. And I really always share with my clients also in the same scope is not to get too attached to your diagnosis. I know I've talked about this in other podcasts, but, you know, if you have anxiety, if you have depression, you know, you're not a depressed person. You're not an anxious person. You're a person who has depression. You're a person who has anxiety, right? You don't want to get too attached because then it's a very negative label. It's a very negative um, stigma you're kind of giving yourself. And what does that mean if I'm a depressed person? That means where's, where do I have room for happiness, right? How am I going to get better if that's like my label? And I've compared it in the past. I know if someone say you're diabetic, you don't say, oh, hello, I'm a diabetic person. You say, oh, yes, I have diabetes. And then you manage your diabetes, hopefully, right? Just like you want to manage your mental health issues. So when it comes to mental health, genetics, it's hard to really pinpoint it. You can look at history and say maybe. But even if, even if it's in your family, what are you going to do for yourself? And that's where I want your focus to be, right? The way I'm going to think about this, my CBT tools, is okay, yeah, you know what? I am depressed. I am anxious. You know, I'm overly worried. You know, I have insomnia. Whatever my symptoms are, whatever I'm struggling with, what can I do to get better, even if it is from some of my family genetics, right? And that only takes you so far. It's just like when I tell people if they're going to go on medicine, medicine definitely has its place, but psychiatric medicine is not a cure. Sometimes it can get you out of that black hole to be able to do therapy and to be able to do things that are good for yourself, but it's not a cure. So even if you know that, oh yeah, I got this from my mom, okay, now we know. What am I going to do so I can be the best I can be? What are some choices I'm going to make? Whatever it might be, holistic choices, it could be with diet, maybe you choose not to drink, you know, certain things you want to eat, that could be part of it. And then what am I going to do about, say, therapy or learning you know, CBT tools that I know based on research can help me get better. And then I need to start practicing that. So again, regardless of where it came from, you have control over creating the life that you choose to have and to be as healthy as you choose to be. And it definitely takes some discipline. You know, I talk to a lot of my clients about, you know, when we finish up therapy, because, you know, CBT is really considered a short-term therapy. It's not supposed to be forever. You want to, you know, get well and move on with your life, right? That's what therapy is about. So I tell my clients, you know, once we're done with therapy, don't go put your, you know, mind over mood book on the bookshelf and just say, okay, I'm done with that. It's, it's maintenance, right? We got to work on ourselves every single day. And even if you're not conscious of it, hopefully, you know, by making good choices, by exercising, by getting enough sleep, by having healthy people in your life, you are working on your mental health every day, even if you're not really labeling it that. So the maintenance is really important, right? That I said, again, this is, goes back to me making choices for myself. So I'm going to go invest time and do the therapy and I'm going to do the homework and I'm going to practice the tools 
And I'm going to maybe, you know, maybe listen to, right, Dr. Julie CBT podcast, right? <laughs> and hone things in and ask questions and send emails and, you know, understand more and listen to the podcast over and over if you want to, right? There's support groups out there. There's all, there's so much stuff for mental health nowadays. So I'm going to decide what's going to be best for me. And then I'm going to create a daily routine that I'm taking care of myself well and I'm checking in with myself. Right. And that just because I know thought records really well in my head and I can do them automatically, you know, maybe sometimes I'll take time to write them down or maybe I'll start writing my gratitude list that I've been wanting to do. So lots and lots of different things. So regardless of why you may have mental health issues, the question is, what are you going to do about them and what kind of life do you want to create? I believe that when you get to a good place in your life, you know, you can say, you know, I have the life I have because this is what I've created. You know, nobody just dropped good things at your doorstep. You have worked on the life that you have. And if you don't like the life that you have, then you can change that because you also have that control to make that decision. So when it comes to, you know, the way we think about ourselves, our lives, our futures, right? We need to have clear thoughts, balanced thoughts on what's best for me, what works for me. If I don't know what works for me, I'm going to try some different stuff out. Maybe, you know, if you have people in your life that have overcome their mental health issues or manage them well, you know, go talk to them and say, what did you do? What was helpful for you? You know, let them be your role models, maybe even your mentor. Say, this is, you know, I'm attracted to the life that you have. And I know that you used to struggle with anxiety where I'm at and I want to get past it. And Dr. Julie said, I can. So I want to make that happen. So I hope this was helpful. It's kind of a quick podcast. I want to share about the medical genetic stuff that I learned about myself with my cancer diagnosis. And then I thought, you know, this is a good thing to talk about regarding mental health. Because again, a lot of people get caught up in, you know, why me? Where'd I get it? I'm pissed off. I got it from my mom. I'm pissed off. I got it from my dad or my grandfather or whoever. Don't get stuck. You know, let's take action and let's go forward. And let's create the life that you're desiring because it's out there for you. If you choose to do the work, you choose to do the work. So thanks for being here with me today. Again, I hope this was helpful. You can take something from it. If you're struggling with getting started, you know, just listening to the podcast is a good start. Go get the mind over mood. If you look at my podcasts, you click them on, you scroll down a little bit, you will actually see a link for the mind over mood book. So you don't have to worry about whether you're getting the right one and just get started with reading the chapters, doing the exercises, and you will start feeling some relief by using the tools to help get rid of the symptoms you may be struggling with. That's just a place to get started. Reach out for therapy. If you're having a hard time finding a CBT therapist, you can write to me. I can give you some direction regarding that as well. You can follow me on Facebook at Dr. Julie Osborne. My website is mycognitivebehavioraltherapy.com. As I mentioned earlier, you can follow me on Instagram at mycbtpodcast. Lots of ways to reach out and contact me with lots of resources. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, please hit the subscribe button so you'll always know when my new podcasts come out. Take good care of yourself and remember my mantra. Let's make decisions based on what's best for you, not how you feel. Take care.